This week on the Drew Goodman Podcast with Julie Brownman. Drew talks Rockies spring training. Kyle Freeland's got to be good again. He's right. got to bounce back from a year ago for the Rockies to return to the, to the postseason. The coronavirus in sports. What is baseball's plan? They want players to avoid taking balls and pens from fans to sign autographs. Drew talks with Rockies utility guy Garrett Hampson. I want to contribute uh, right away. I want to contribute to this team, use my speed, uh, be able to just produce runs, not only with my with my bat, but also get on base and, and cause havoc with my legs. And what is the chip on his shoulder? Find out coming up. This is the Drew Goodman Podcast with Julie Brownman. Why are you looking at me so funny? Because we the, the biggest decision we generally have to make at the start of our podcast is we look at each other and goes, who's going to start? And I looked at you and yes. you go, yeah, I'll start. Yeah, I'll start. And then you started going, why are you, what did you say? Why are you I looking said, why are you looking at me so funny? How are you? I'm great. I'm I'm really good. Actually, it's a right. Tuesday when we're taping this. Yeah. I'm getting excited for next week because before we dive into what we're going to do today, which we're going to do a lot of fun stuff today. You were just at spring training down in Scottsdale, so I want to hear all about that. want to remind everybody we're going to be at the Maven on March 11th, which is next Wednesday. We are going to do the podcast at 7 o'clock. If you're not familiar with the Maven, it's the official hotel of the Rockies. It's in the Dairy Block. So it's basically 18th and Wazi. It's a boutique hotel. It was fabulous last time we yeah, did we, it. Yeah, we did a show there about a month ago now, right? Yeah. About a month ago. Uh, we had a bunch of people there. We want a bunch of people again. We want to have even more people. It's such a, a cool place. It's a cool vibe. We had an awesome time doing the show there. We did some Q&A after. We're going to yeah. do that again. And we have uh, a comic this time. And we have we have a, a really good comic. In fact, um, he's spending the weekend in Michigan working, mm-hmm. making people laugh in Michigan. They need some stuff to laugh about in Michigan. Um, but uh, go ahead. Adam Caton Holland, who yep. is a Denver native, he Big will join Rockies us. Fan. A huge Rockies fan. Read your book. I have not read your book. <laughs> sorry. I mean, I've gotten pieces. I'm sorry. Okay. Hey, listen, I'll see you next week. We'll be at the <laughs> Maven. Uh, right. And we're going to have giveaways. It's going to be fantastic. I and- talked to Adam today. I said, so you're the one who read the book. <laughs> I can't wait. He's- Julie, Julie's <laughs> waiting for it to come out on audio, uh, an audio book. Coming out. I'll read it to you. Okay. It's very funny. It's very funny. So you just came back from spring training. I did. Right? And this it's it's pretty much started for you. I mean the season hasn't started, but you're that you that schedule is starting. Yeah. Uh, I love, 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 love March and it was actually February because it's starting earlier. Mm-hmm. Being in Scottsdale this time of year. If you're a baseball fan, if you're a good weather fan, it's yeah. it's forget even just baseball. It's just a, such a great time of year down there. Um, in comparison to the Grapefruit League, Julie, where the 15 teams were more on the eastern part of the country uh-huh. train, it's spread out. You could have a two, three-hour drive. Uh, in fact, there's some places where teams will spend the night because they'll play a couple teams down and they don't want to drive three, four hours back to wherever their home is. Right. In Scottsdale, if you go down, it's the furthest drive you're going to have is like 40 minutes. Is that Mesa? Um, surprise. Like if you're oh, in yeah. Scottsdale and you have to go all the way up to surprise or all, all down. That's to a good, town for people who don't know. Yeah. Surprise. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and, or Goodyear. It, it's okay. a little further. But by and large, you know, Scottsdale's like the epicenter of uh, the baseball world, especially for, for those teams. And, you know, it's it's a great time. And, and most people, we talked about it last week. The veteran guys, Julie, are relaxed. Now, if you're 
if you're trying to make a baseball team right now and and you're on the bubble, you're grinding every day. But the the veteran guys, they relax. You know, some of the pitchers probably get some golf in. They get mm-hmm. their work in. They play a little baseball. They drive down their ho- the highway in their Ferrari. We <laughs> talked cargo about. Did. It's a good time. So who should on that vein? Who should be the most uptight down there? Like who's got who's on that bubble? That's a you know that's a great question for a team, Julie. That uh, I know a lot of the wise guys don't have the Rockies winning a ton of baseball games. They don't have a ton of question marks. Maybe there's a couple of bullpen arms, you know, where there, where there's going to, it's going to be some interesting competition down there. Obviously for the, you know, final two spots in the rotation, I think Senzatella, you know, probably has an inside track. Then you have Chichi Gonzalez, who we talked about last week. Yeah. Um, we have Peter Lambert, who's throwing the ball really well. Isn't Jeff Hoffman, isn't his minor league options done, right? You're, you're absolutely right. And so he, what, what Julie means by that is, if he doesn't make the 26-man roster, you can't just say, well, we'll send him to Albuquerque. He's mm-hmm. now exposed to major league waivers. You have to put him out there, and somebody else can claim him. If nobody claims him, then he comes back to you, and you can say, okay, we're going to outright him to AAA Albuquerque. Uh, you know, Another guy, I, I don't think he's struggling to make the team, but Rymel Tapia is out of options. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you talk about, we talked about the pitching side, maybe a couple bullpen arms that, that – final fourth and fifth spot in the rotation mm-hmm. and, and then maybe you know a super utility guy with chris owings uh you know veteran guy trying to make the club maybe a sam hilliard if the rockies keep that extra outfielder yeah. he certainly made a great impression last uh september so but there's not you know some clubs are like oh yeah there's a lot of competition the rockies are pretty solid most places in terms of who they believe you know barring injury is going to start the season on march 26th in san diego so i had jeff hoffman that's who i think of as the person that's maybe i don't know if uptight or has the most to lose i mean he is always going to be associated with that tulo trade and so there's that was a big deal for rockies fans so I, i always feel there's that kind of pressure and there were high expectations of jeff hoffman and he's also one of them I wanted to talk to you. I feel like every time I read something about the Rockies, somebody's making some kind of adjustment to their pitch or how they're going to they're gonna hit. And Jeff Hoffman is one of those. There's like a laundry list of guys that are either going back to the basics or trying something new this year. And, and, to, and, and that's a strong observation, but I want to point out that if that I'm you're wrong. listening, no, no, <laughs> that if you're listening to this, you're saying, oh my God, see, this is... You know, so many guys are trying to you know tinker with something, whether it's a position player or a pitcher, and that is emblematic of a team that that is is not strong. Not true. For being the best players on the planet, if you're in a major league camp, you are one of the best players on the planet. Yet they are always tinkering. It is such a difficult sport. So pitchers are always working on something. Hitters are always doing something to adjust maybe hand, where their hands are or a timing mechanism. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a number of guys with the Rockies. Now, you mentioned Hoffman, so I'll start there. But I would say to that, I, I totally agree. But there are guys that, like Ian Desmond, started tinkering when things weren't going for him when he, well for him when he first got here. Kyle Freeland, we can talk about that, is going to change up this year because they're coming off years where it didn't work for them the year before. I see what you're saying and I understand that, but I know guys who tinker even when things are going pretty well. Mm-hmm. And 
with we'll start because there's a lot of there's a lot of information that you've thrown out there. So Jeff Hoffman was what we call kind of long on the backside. He throws hard, 95, 96. You know, last year in training he was hitting 99, but his um his arm extends back and he gives the hitter a long time to see it. And so he was trying to shorten his his arm swing. And he was doing that late last year, and he's done it a little bit in camp. So far, again, it's early in, in camp still, but you're right. He's battling to make the club. His results have not been good. And, and you know, if you're a veteran guy who knows that they have a solid spot, again, to your point, you don't worry about a bad outing or two. But if you're yeah. battling to make a team, you're yeah. trying to get guys out. You can't just go, yeah, well, I was working on my changeup today or I was working on a certain pitch. That'll work if you are Justin Verlander. That could work if you're John Gray or Herman Marquez. That doesn't work if you're Hoffman. Um, so, yes, he's working on things, and the results, at least so far, have not been what he'd like. Okay, next up, Kyle. Kyle Freeland removed the pause from his delivery. It'll be very easy for uh, even a casual observer to see when they watch Kyle Freeland. You know how he, he'd lift his leg and he kind of paused in the middle of his delivery? And, and you see pitchers do that sometimes to remind themselves to stay over the rubber, to stay tall over the rubber and drive the baseball to the plate. He has removed that, and I, I think it will also allow him to quick pitch a little bit um, more. I saw him pitch down in Scottsdale against the A's, and he got six ground ball outs. He also, similar to last year, Julie, anytime a ball gets squared up against Kyle a year ago, the ball went out of the ballpark. It wasn't like, hey, a line drive to right base hit or, or it got squared up and, and it went to the warning track and the guy made a catch or maybe even an extra base hit. It went over the wall. And same thing, he gave up an opposite field home run. Other than that, he pitched great and he was very, I mean, ridiculously efficient. He, pitched, he threw 11 pitches in two innings. Then he's warming up for the third inning, yep. and his back tightened up. Okay, so you know yeah. they're going to be cautious. It's still fairly early in spring training with right. him, but you know, keep your fingers crossed. The Rockies do not have a ton of depth in terms of their rotation. They cannot afford injuries. What have you heard about that? They're just being very precautionary. They, the next day, um, he he seemed to check out pretty well, and they're just going to go along slowly. He may not take his next turn, you know, to throw two or three innings. Maybe he throws on the side. Um, but they're at least at this juncture, they're very optimistic that it was just you know not not a big issue. Garrett Hampson is also you talked to him. We're going to hear that interview in just a second. He's doing a little change up, right? Yeah, and that that started Julie last year. He started out slowly, and he got rid of his leg lift and he went to what's known as, as a toe tap. So he taps once and then goes forward. So his, his foot, his lead foot, if you will, we're getting pretty technical here, will actually come back almost toward his back foot, tap, and then he goes forward with it. But that big leg lift that he had, he's kind of gotten rid of that. And he's such a good athlete, he got really good results with it in September. I mean, Sam Hilliard had a really good September. Mm -hmm. Hampson had a really good September also, and he looks to carry that forward, obviously, into this year. Okay, so Rockies fans will also want to know, what about the bullpen? Any of the guys, are they just going to... I know that um, Buddy Black already named Wade Davis as the, the closer, mm -hmm. right? It's not... And Scott Oberg was doing those duties last year. He, Buddy believes that Wade will get back to the, the form that he was before last season. Any updates on the Brian Shaws, the Wade Davises, the, the Jake McKee? <laughs> I'm mouthing stuff at you. I'm having you know. fun with you. Um, 
first of all, I understand why Buddy did that with Wade Davis. Wade Davis has had a long and distinguished um, career as a closer. And he did not have a good year last year. He'd be the first to raise his hand and say, yeah, last year was awful. And especially at home. He struggled at home. So I think he wanted to give him a vote of confidence to say, hey, listen, you have a great resume. I still believe in you. We still believe in you. you the ninth inning's yours. Now, will the leash be shorter, potentially? I would think. But let for the Rockies to be good, they need Wade to be good. We, we've gone over this Julia Bunch, right? Kyle Freeland's got to be good again. He's got to bounce back from a year ago for the Rockies to return to the, to the postseason. Um, don't want to put it all on one guy. You've you got to have some good stories. Wade being a good story again, um, great track record. He needs to, he needs to be uh, hopefully in the ninth inning and solidify his spot again there. And then you have the Obergs. You need Carlos Estevez and Jairo Diaz to take that next step in their still young careers uh, for the Brian Rockies Shaw? to flip um, the – I'll get to that – to flip their um, – It's very flippant of you. Yeah, you know, to, to flip things around because the bullpen was not good last year. Mm-hmm. Brian Shaw is in an interesting spot. Brian Shaw is a workhorse. He has a rubber arm. He, he's never afraid. He takes the baseball whenever you ask him. He's always been that way. He had five extraordinary years prior to the Rockies signing him in Cleveland. Unfortunately, he hasn't been real consistent in, in a Rockies uniform. And he also has an appearance uh, thing that you'll read about that if I think if he makes somewhere in the neighborhood of 40 appearances, his con- a, a, another year kicks in in his contract. So he would he would all of a sudden, you know, the Rockies would be on the hook um, for a pretty big number for twenty twenty one. So that is something that you have to pay attention to with Brian Shaw. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yep. You want to tell us about Ideal Home Loans? Yes, I do want to tell you about Ideal Home Loans. It's funny that you mention that because Ideal funny Home ha-ha. Loans is a uh, funny haha. You sound like. Um, Who's my guy? And uh, was it uh, which mob movie was that? I don't funny know. like a clown, Joe Pesci. Thank you, thanks, Kristen. <laughs> Joe Pesci. Well, I'm funny like a clown. What do you mean I'm funny? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anyhow, Ideal Home Loans—they're not funny, man. They're just good at what they do. They're the preferred uh, mortgage provider of the Colorado Rockies. They have been the last few years. And uh, if you are in the market for a loan or to consolidate debt or to refinance, interest rates are tremendous, give them a call at 303-867-7000, 303-867-7000. Julie and I are big on this. Locally owned and operated companies that have been successful, well, Ideal Home Loans is one of those companies. Uh, they have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. They were started by Brent Ivinson back in 2001, so they're going on two decades of making people really happy doing things in a very efficient way. Their phone number, once again, 303-867-7000. It's Ideal Home Loans. And Ideal Home Loans brings us our interview of the week. You were in, we were in Scottsdale, caught up with Garrett Hansen. Anything you want to say before we get the We'll interview? talk about Garrett on the backside. I will tell you this. He is one of my favorite guys. Big, big, big Garrett Hansen fan. And you'll find out why. All right, first of all, I'll pick up with what we were just talking about. Your uh, your hometown team, the Wolfpack, uh, maybe not as good as the last couple of years, but they've been fun in hoops, huh? They've been fun to watch. They're, they're starting to get hot at the right time, which is exciting to see. Um, you know, I didn't know you know how good they would, they would be this year, but uh, you know, I've been following the boys, and it's pretty good. I, I like the new coach. 
Steve Alford seems to be doing a, doing a great job already, so I'm excited uh, for the future. Is there any part of you that still needs to exercise the old point guard in you because you were a really good high school basketball player? Yeah, I mean, I was just shooting hoops out there for, for a good 10 minutes. But, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I love the game of basketball. I think it's so competitive. And as, as far as it is te- team sport, I think individually it's, it's so special when a guy can take over, take over a basketball game. Um, just I, can't, I think that's what the NBA is turning into now, especially, um, which is it's pretty cool to see. I mean, uh, I, I definitely miss the days, um, but uh, I, I, I get it out there when I can. The thing I always say about basketball and football, but we're talking about hoops, that contrasts the sport where you make a living, baseball. What is so difficult about baseball is the mental grind. If you have a bat at bat, you may not get up for another 40 minutes. Or game may be over, you sit the next day. You may have to sit on that bat at bat or bad couple of at bats or, or disappointment for 48 hours. In hoops, you know, you miss a layup, chances are a minute later you get another opportunity, you can play tougher defense, whatever it is, to get that frustration out. That, that contrasts what you do every day in baseball, doesn't it? 100%. I think, uh, you know, I've always said, too, like in basketball, you know, you're, you're shooting 50% at the free throw line. I mean, you can, you can go back in the next day and, and shoot till your arms fall off, you know, and get better at free throws. You know, baseball is just not like that. You can't, I mean, no matter how many swings you take in the cage, how, how good you feel, uh, you know, I want to work on the outside pitch, and I, I go and swing, you know, 2,000 times at the same exact pitch. I mean, who knows what's going to happen in that game? You know, I, that's how I, I truly feel. You can, you can get good at ball handling, you know. Um, I think baseball is just so special, and sometimes it doesn't work out in your favor. I mean, it's so competitive, uh, pitcher versus hitter. And in, I mean, that's, uh, in my opinion, that's why, that's why baseball is one of the hardest things to do is hit a baseball. So, um it is, yeah, yeah. You hit it. I mean, it's 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 definitely definitely different. Yeah, before we leave hoops, real quick, top three shooters on the team. I'm going to assume you're one of them. Who else is in that group? We got some. We got some good shooters, actually. We do. Uh, Story. I mean, he looks he looks pretty smooth. He's out a there. decent athlete, isn't he? Yeah, he's not bad. He's not bad. I've I've seen worse athletes out there. Um, Jeff Hoffman, good stroke. Just shooting with Yancey out there a couple minutes. Yancey yeah. Almonte can, can shoot a little bit. Nolan shoots left-handed. I don't know if anybody knows that. I know. He hit the game-winning three last year yeah. to win the camp uh, the camp competition. Yeah, yeah so he could, he could shoot a little bit. We, I mean, that's just to name a few. We got, some, we got some good athletes on this team. There you go. All right, what are the goals for this year? It's, it's you know, second full-time around, if you will. I want to contribute uh, right away. I want to contribute to this team, use my speed. Uh, be able to just produce runs not only with my with my bat but also get on base and, and cause havoc with my legs be able to play anywhere in the, in the field for buddy and the guys um, but uh, I mean what I've always wanted to do is just contribute to a team I, I love the winning aspect of, of, of a team and not playing for stats or how, how sexy it looks honestly I want to I want to do it for these guys and I want to help team win how much confidence did you garner off of what you did in September last year? Yeah, that was huge. That was huge for me, uh, confidence-wise, but also just kind of getting back on track as far as uh, being able to find something comfortable in the box where I can go to. Um, you know, it was a, it was a day-by-day struggle in the beginning of the year. You know, some days I'd feel this, some days I'd feel that. Working on too many different things mentally you know thinking in the box i don't want to i don't want to have to think about mechanics in the box so this uh that september you know i was in a great spot just being able to get back on just how i play and how i can affect the game and not worrying about mechanics 
How difficult was it for you, speaking of mechanics, to be a leg lift guy for at least as long as I've known you? I don't know what you did, you know, in high school or whatever. And now you completely remove that toe tap. And I mean, to the average fan, they may go, well, is that a big deal? That's a huge deal. It is. It is a huge deal. Um, Especially guys, middle of the season. Yeah. It's not like you go, okay, I'm going to I'm going to start working on this in November. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, it's it's definitely it's. At the, I, I don't want to say I changed my swing. I don't think I changed my swing. I think what the setup and and the timing, it it, it was able to give me more rhythm at the plate, um, and also seeing pitches. I'm, I'm more quiet with the head. My head's not moving, which means my eyes aren't moving. So I mean, as little as it seems, it, it goes it goes a huge, huge way. Did you always have pop? I mean, going back to high school, I mean, people look at you in stature-wise. Obviously, you're not Giancarlo Stanton. So um, did you always have kind of sneaky pop, as Buddy likes to call it? I can't I can't say I've always had, you know, pop. I think uh, as I've gotten older, gotten stronger, um, you know, something clicked. Obviously, in September, had a had a good power surge there, which is which was pretty cool for me because I haven't really had one of those yet. But um, I'm not up there trying to hit home runs. I don't think a lot of these guys are. We got some, but... Um, I think, uh, yeah, no, I've I've kind of grown into, you know, my body and, and gotten stronger and able to put uh, put my swing in a in a place to, to drive the ball. It looks like you're super comfortable in center field, even though you're a natural middle infielder. It, it, do my eyes deceive me? Are you as comfortable as you look out there? Yeah, no, that's my that's my goal. I want to I want to act and look as comfortable as possible. I think that helps me just be athletic out there. And the more I start thinking about, okay, did I do that right or drop my head here, drop, you know, drop step, whatever, you know, that, I think that's when guys can get uh, tense out there and that's when the ball starts shaking a little bit on, on your routes. So I, I just try to be athletic and, and comfortable out there as I can. I think you and I have talked about this at one point and, and people who, who've uh, had to listen to me uh, over the years, and maybe it's because of my physical stature. I've always been a big chip on the shoulder guy, and I mean that in a positive way. Give me 25 guys with a chip on their shoulder over 25 pretty guys getting off the yeah. bus. You're that guy. Mm-hmm. Have you always embraced that? Definitely. I think it uh, goes back to my high school days. You know, Coach Peach Savage didn't didn't let anybody walk around like they, they thought they were, the you know, yeah. the best. You know what I mean? So I think it goes back... That's just how I, I was raised to play the game. Um, I'm not looking to, you know, be the best or sexiest out there. I want to get the job done. I don't really care how it looks. Um, and yeah, I mean, being a being a smaller guy my whole life, um, yeah, you gotta you kind of gotta work a little harder, I think. And uh, um, so I take pride in that. Last one, kind of overall fuel for this team where, you know, the, you were in the postseason 17, 18. Last year obviously was a tough year, and, and all of the, you know, the wise guys don't have you guys uh, competing or contending for a playoff spot. Is that talked about inside? You know, it's not It's not too much talked about. I think the reason it's not is because we know what we have. We know we have talent in this group. We got some we got some talent on the in in the pitching side, the hitting side, where we can base run, um, you know everything. We got everything we need to, to win ball games, and I think, you know, we have the same team that we had in you know eighteen pretty much. So we know there's there's a winning formula there. It's a matter of just putting it all together. I think you know when I think last year we we you know when we pitched good we couldn't get scoring runs. When we when we can hit we couldn't you know shut down shut them down the next inning. I think uh, just putting it together, putting games complete games together. You know, that's going to power up the wins at the end of the day. Yeah, I call that baseball symmetry, and uh, it's amazing. Hey, listen, I appreciate it. Good luck to you. Keep that chip on the shoulder, man. All right, Drew, thank you. Appreciate it. Bye.
I always enjoy your interviews, but there was one part of the interview and I called you this morning and I told you what it was that I really liked out of that. Um, finally, you finally liked some <laughs> element of an interview that I did. Let me hear. When you guys were talking about a chip on your shoulder and I just thought that was very human from both people right? Because you brought it up. You were like, listen, I've got this little chip on my shoulder, my stature, you know, you, you, you have this and you've always had that for other reasons. And then he kind of chimed in on that because he's a kind of a, um, a smaller stature guy. Right. And so you kind of use that, whatever we need to use to get ahead is what we use to get ahead. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm glad you picked up on that because it is a big, big part of not only who I who part of who I am it's part of what I've passed along to my boys mm -hmm. from a competitive environment whether it be as athletes which they all are or just how you go about things in life and I'm sure a lot of people think because I'm I, I'm not tall that oh he's got you know it's it's small man's complex or whatever I think I would be this way the way I'm wired if I was six foot four now my kids are all or all, you you know my kids they're all big they're all close to six one uh, the two oldest are like six one the other one's close to five eleven right right so they but they are that way and and one of the reasons I love Garrett Hampson is Garrett Hampson plays with a chip on his shoulder. And I, I've always said this, Julie, that I will take, you know, baseball team has now 26 guys on it. It used to be 25 at the major league level. Mm -hmm. I said, I'll take 25 chip-on-the-shoulder guys over 25 pretty guys any day of the week. And we know what the pretty guy is. Oh, man, I want him on my team. 6'4", 215, looks the part and everything, but he's got a little softness to him, right? Not, right. not the toughest dude in the world. I'll take gritty, determined, find a way to beat your ass prove a point. guy, prove a point, whether you're an athlete or mm -hmm. a businesswoman or whatever. I want those folks on my team. Chip on the shoulder guy. I tell my kids that. I tell the kids I coach at Arapahoe High School that. Um, that's who I want playing for the Colorado Rockies. And Garrett Hampson is a chip on the shoulder guy. So if you're listening to that, this podcast, like I always liked him, but now I just like him a little bit more. Like I root for guys like you, that. You know what? When you when you come around this summer, Julie, make sure that you go up to him. I'll introduce you to him because he is a phenomenal guy. Mm -hmm. He's He's just a he's a good human being, you know. And the Rockies have a lot of those guys, so it's not it's not an anomaly. But uh, I'm a big Hampson fan, and I also beyond the whole chip on the shoulder stuff, and beyond you know him being a terrific person, Julie, I think he can be a I can a really impactful baseball player. I don't think he's just one of these guys that'll be a super utility guy. He may be that role, fill that role for the Rockies right now. I believe he can be an everyday guy down the road i really believe that so he's filling the pat valenka role but could be more than a pat valenka yeah be okay because uh you know he can play you know middle infield I, he may be the rockies best defensive center fielder right now mm -hmm. even though he hasn't played a lot last uh there he made some great plays there last year leaping catch over the wall uh, garrett hampson's a unique athlete um but I do believe he can settle in a spot down the road and, and be a guy that gets, you know, 500 at bats. So you want to talk about something hot? Yeah. 
Okay, now it's time for What's Hot? Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Presented by Boyer's Coffee. This is so hot. Boyer's Coffee, official sponsor of the Drew Goodman podcast with Julie Browman. It's time for the percolator. And now, it's time for the percolator. What's Hot? So, you cannot go anywhere in this world anywhere without hearing about the coronavirus and rightfully so but you know i I, i'll watch it on the news i'll get up in the morning and i'll hear it on the radio on my way to went to yoga this morning hear about you know they're doing all these things at the yoga studio i mean it's, it's everywhere right now it's hitting the sports world i don't know if you saw this but um the nba there was a memo that was released that was that they want players and teams to take extra precautions they want um instead of handshakes or whatever with fans they want the players to fist bump there we go fist bump they don't want players using pens that fans give to them to sign autographs they want players to really take some precautions right now it's hit major league baseball so earlier today which is tuesday rob manfred there was a there was a um espn obtained a memo from rob manfred to teams about the coronavirus They are not going to cancel any spring training games. They're not planning on canceling any games right now, but they are now starting to, they want to players to avoid taking balls and pens from fans to sign autographs. The Pittsburgh Pirates this morning, they did a precautionary in their spring training facility in Florida where there has been cases of coronavirus. They did a huge cleaning um, of the offices, the dugout, the clubhouse, the press box. It's a now affecting, my point is of all of this, this is now affecting the sports world and very much so. And it's very preliminary, but these conversations, these memos, these things are happening. When you were, when you were down at spring training, I just went to LA, a bunch of people had masks on the way and then LAX, there was masks everywhere. When you were at spring training, did were you guys having any of those conversations? Did you see any evidence at a sporting event of the coronavirus? No. I didn't. I did not last week. Um, that, that didn't mean conversations didn't take place. Mm-hmm. I think that all of the sports world doing the right things, monitoring, taking precautions. You, you know what? I, has it just been me, or I, I found even prior to the coronavirus outbreak, if you will, mm-hmm. the last couple of years, I, I, I do believe in shaking people's hands. Um, especially when you meet them or, or whatever. But with people you know, a lot of times I'll, I'll, I've kind of gone more. I'm not a germaphobe, right? But you know, I'll, I'll probably fist bump more than I more than I ever have, just because I, I try to be smart about washing hands and et cetera. So I'm not. I don't think I'm doing it personally at, at some greater clip than I was. I, I think there's a fine line with any anything between panicking which i would never uh, endorse and just being smart and prudent Mm -hmm. and i think that's what we're hearing from major league baseball we're hearing from the you know adam silver with the nba Um, and you know that's what we all should do as we you know conduct our lives but i'm not you know i'm not putting a mask on and i'm not locking myself in my um in my bedroom and with a bunch of handy wipes okay i think we're gonna see people wearing masks at games i do do you? I mean, you're sitting right next to, I'm not making a judgment on whether they do or not. I just think we're going to start see, seeing, you're looking at me with this no, shit-eating I, grin on your no, face. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I, I, I hope not. Uh, in all seriousness, I hope not because I hope that as fast as this has come on, I hope mm-hmm. that, you know, somehow it, it goes away. Yeah. You know, what, what, wasn't it with SARS where 
people yeah. people built up an immune you know people who didn't get it obviously just mm-hmm. built up an immunity to it and it, and it kind of died and at least initially the vast majority of the people who get it do not have to be you know seriously treated unfortunately like a like again from what i read i'm not a doctor and i haven't even played one on this podcast before um where you know if you have compromised health already or you are of an advanced age you know those those yeah. folks unfortunately are affected by flu normal the normal influenza strains that we see in north america mm-hmm. on a annual basis and, and now you have that but i try not to push panic i'm not waking up every day and saying oh my god i'm not i'm not in that realm can I bring something? And I hope, of, and I hope I don't have to get there either. Right. I just thought it was interesting that it was hitting the sports world. Of course, and, and every single absolutely. Okay, I'm going to bring a little like kind of lightness to this conversation. When I heard about, and we may have to edit this out. Um, well, you can determine this. So, uh, I had a friend that um, hooked up with somebody in the baseball world, and the kind of hooked up I'm thinking. Yeah. Okay. The next day. Is this recent or a long time ago? Long time ago. Okay. She leaves the room, assuming things happened, right, in the room. She leaves the room. He gives her a fist bump as she... Wait a second. (laughs) You just were intimate with somebody, but you don't want to shake hands with them? He gave her a fist bump. I don't know what you're going to... You're going to... Wow. Right? I... do, okay, hold on a second. This is intriguing. Okay, we're not editing this out. Without <laughs> mentioning names, would I know the name yeah. of, of the... The baseball world would know the name. Okay. And I'm not saying he was a player. I'm not saying an executive. I'm not saying he was a manager. It's one of the three. But he, she was like, yeah, and then he fist bumped me. That's weird. <laughs> no, it's not weird. It's just so flipping awkward. Well, weird, awkward? <laughs> no, that same thing? No? Yeah. Okay. Really? I like that story, though. I know. I did, too. When I knew we were going to talk about handshakes and fist bumps, I was like, I really want to talk about this story. Hey, nice job. <laughs> there you go. Fist bump. Fist bump. Blow it up. Speaking of fist bumps, I stopped by Boyer's Coffee today. It's their, It's early March, and their what, flavor of the month. Yeah. yeah. What's, I was just going to ask you, what's the flavor of the month? Irish cream. Irish cream. Mm-hmm. Bueno. It was bueno. It was very bueno. So they once a month, they have flavors of the month. They've had an amaretto before. They've had chocolate cherry. This month is Irish cream. And you can go to the store at 7295 Washington Street, or you can go online at boyerscoffee.com, and you can order them. So they have a they have a, so many at the store. They have so many great flavors, but that's the flavor of the month. As you know, we were talking about um, somebody the other day that we love Colorado companies. They've been roasting coffee in the Rocky Mountains since 1965. Think about that. And you said it. You said it very well. Before coffee was cool. Before it was like the, a chic thing to do. Yeah. They were doing it. It's been it. about, you know, I know Starbucks was was near the head of that. But now uh, you seek out great coffee shops. The one up on Washington is one of our favorite. And Boyer's is going to be uh, serving coffee again. At the Maven. Uh, at the Maven on the 11th. So when you come in. You can get a cup of coffee on the way out, get a cocktail at the Maven, but uh, Boyer's is great. Great, great local company, and they have a great vibe to them, and you, and you can buy their coffee in, in all your local and favorite supermarkets. It's fantastic. Beans are slow roasted at altitude. They're roast masters, which is cool. They have roast masters. Double check each and every batch once it leaves their vintage roaster. So we are big fans of Boyer's Coffee. If you want to come out on- Give them a um, fist bump, Julie. <laughs> not after that story. Yeah. So coffee is one of my favorite words 
ever in life. So I think it's time we just do a little word association. The Drew Goodman Podcast with Julie Brownman presents Word Association. We haven't played a game game. in a while. A game, huh? I love games and I love this game. Okay, what's the first thing you think of? First word, John Gray. Boyer's Coffee. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Um, John Gray? Mm Mm-hmm. You get like I, three words. I get like three words. Yeah. Four words. Build on last year. Is he the opening day starter? I would think Marquez would be the opening Are day you starter. Sh- do you want to bet? Because I thought I read the other day on MLB.com. Now, you don't believe everything you read, but it's John Gray. I didn't think Buddy's announced that I don't yet. think he has either. So I'm betting on Herman Marquez. I'll take John Gray. Okay. I, listen, I, they both have to be good. Right. Absolutely. Okay. Helton Burgers. Yummy, good fries. Do you eat Helton Burgers? You eat very healthy. Yeah, I, I, I have had many Helton Burgers, not many. I've had Helton Burgers in the past and the fries, but you know me, I, whatever, I'm a, I don't. You're a chick. You eat I don't, really well. I don't eat, I try not to eat bread and I don't eat a ton of red meat, whatever. You just don't drag me. <laughs> oh my God, that's so much fun. Okay, mock drafts. Are you are you talking mock drafts like because the NFL drafts coming? Yeah, up? I will look at them occasionally to see what teams I care about: the Giants, the Broncos. Who they, you know, are the Broncos going to take a wideout? It seems like the Broncos and there's some good wideouts. Um, so I I do pay attention. To, I don't obsess over it. I find it a little early to really. What, what is it? March, we're taping this. It's March 3rd. Mm-hmm. The draft's six weeks away. Mm-hmm. I mean, pump the brakes a little bit. Michael Porter Jr. Love him. Really excited about him. I thought the I thought the Nuggets, am I over my three words yet? I thought my, I'm blowing through this one. I thought the Nuggets, drafting where they were, did something that, was was really brilliant. They took a flyer on a guy that had a, had a chance to be great if he could get the back right. They waited a year, and Michael Porter Jr. is showing that he is really really gifted. And he's you know he's still not playing big minutes, but he's been impactful. Yeah, I'd he, like to see him play more. I, I I'm, I'm in that boat too, Julie. I'm in that group, and there's a lot of Nuggets fans that want to see him uh, play more. But I'm excited about Michael Porter Jr. Um, taxes. Nobody likes taxes. Um, Have you done yours? They are with um, my accountants. Okay. And I will reveal them to the general public. <laughs> um, no, they're they're. I, I had to respond to an email uh, last night on on some okay. items. So yes, I'm, okay. I'm, are you in the process? You get. They are with my accountants. They will be revealed <laughs> in a couple weeks. Christian Yelich. What a beautiful swing. He's getting a big deal. He's going to make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Julie, we need to remember, I don't know if I said this. I want to say something. I don't know if I said this in the last podcast. Remember, we, we've talked a lot about the Astros, right? And mm-hmm. Everybody's talked about the Astros. And baseball needs to do a better job of marketing themselves. My kids talk about this all the time. I, I was just in St. Louis seeing my middle son, Zach, play. And we, we got on the on the topic and he does a podcast back there and your son does yeah what's it called it's uh oh god uh, you better come up with it no it's smack talk it's smack it's at webster university you can get it same place okay. as we, it's we on itunes ours. yeah i'll show you on my phone it's okay on, yeah 
and um, he, he he's my kid, but he does he has a good voice and uh-huh. does a really good job. And he's cool. getting better every time, and um, he's a huge hockey guy, but naturally a huge baseball guy, he's a baseball player, and so but and so on. But we're talking about the fact that baseball has to do a better job of marketing guys. He always makes the point, you know, Mike Trout could walk in a crowded restaurant in Denver and, you know, 75% of the people, Kristen's looking at me right now, not, and she goes, 75% of the people wouldn't know who he is. And he's the best player, not only currently in baseball, he, he could go down as the greatest player ever. You know, LeBron, I get it. LeBron's six foot eight, but you talk about uh, James Harden, who's a somewhat normal sized guy, you know, six, four, he walks in a restaurant. Everybody goes James Harden. Right. The baseball has to do a better job of marketing, guys. So here's my thing with Houston, Julie. They have George Springer, Jose Altuve, Carlos Correa, um, Bregman. They have all of these young, really talented, marketable guys. Some guys with some charisma, personality, and now now Major League Baseball they can't they can't market those guys because of the scandal. Right. So then you go to the, you know, okay, who else? You got to market, you know, Mike Trout. But you mentioned a guy in Christian Yelich. Baseball's got to have him out there where, put him on billboard, get his mug out there so people go, Christian Yelich, baseball player, cool. Yeah, but I feel like some of that attitude goes along with some of that or sexiness goes along with some of that. Like think about, um, I mean, guys like, a Puig, who there was something I don't like him, but there was at least some. There was he had this. There was a bad attitude. He had some tude. He had some tude, right? The nice guys don't always right. And baseball, baseball has a little bit of the hockey element where yeah, you know, it's a, we don't want to stand out front. It's a tough game. It's a team game. We Which don't want to like we but. you know the the unspoken rules right. Hockey, a guy scores a goal, he doesn't, you know, strut around. It's immediately find teammates and you hug it up mm-hmm. in, in the corner, right? Which I love. This is my one of my favorite stories. I can't remember who it was, but it was um, one of the Avs had scored a hat trick, and I can't remember. I can't, no, he had scored two goals, almost had a hat trick. And I asked him about it, and he's like, oh, we had a great game. And I was like, dude, you have to say I. You were the one that almost had the hat trick. Like, you have to force that out of them. You do, and... It, it, we we appreciate that, but we're also if, if you're sitting there on Park Avenue and you're saying, "All right, how can we, how can we make this sport more marketable to the next generation, to the younger generation?" I don't think it's just about time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could shake the half hour off a game. Kids today, they're not going to sit there and watch for two and a half hours, two forty. They're a, they're about, you know, wh- what is sexy, what is cool, and. We need to find more ways to for kids to identify with sexy and cool in baseball as they've done in the NBA and they've done to a certain extent in football. Football for me goes o- overboard. You see a guy catch a you know a, an eight yard pass in the middle of a game. They could be losing by three touchdowns and they'll throw out their arm first down. I'm like, dude, <laughs> you caught an eight yard swing pass. You're supposed to catch it. Mm-hmm. Great, you got a first down, but the scoreboard indicates it's twenty-four to three. The other team. You know, we really suck at the word association game. It's. Did um, I go over three words? <laughs> you went over three words. Hopefully, everybody come out to the Maven next week on Wednesday, March eleventh at seven o'clock. The Maven is part of the Dairy Block and the Milk Market. Come out and see us. We're going to have a comic, a Denver native, Adam Caton Holland's going to be out there. We're going to be do giveaways from the uh, Milk Market and the Dairy Block. And we're going to do Boyer's Coffee. It's going to be a good time. And Q&A. This is what I like to tell people. 
after the podcast, we're going to have Q&A with you, which I think is really valuable because to have a chance to talk to the play-by-play guy. Yeah, well, thank you. And we, we, had, a bla- we had a blast last time, um, sold a few books. So, you know, if you want to get uh, a signed copy and if you want to read to Julie some of the <laughs> know how it memorable is. chapters in that book, um, you certainly can do that. Julie will be a captive audience, I think, though she battles narcolepsy. So we'll see. We'll see you next week. If I could write you a song to make you fall in love, I would already have you up under my arm. I used up all of my tricks. I hope that you like this, but you probably won't. You think you're cooler than me. You got designer shades just to hide your face.